Today's reading comes from Mark, Mark chapter 1, verses 9 through 15. You can follow along on the screen or head, or if you have your Bibles with you. In those days, Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. And just as he was coming up out of the water, he saw the heavens torn apart and a spirit descending like a dove on him. And a voice came from heaven, you are my son, the beloved, with you I am well pleased. And the spirit immediately drove him out into the wilderness. He was in the wilderness 40 days, tempted by Satan, and he was with the wild beast and the angels waited on him. Now after John was arrested, Jesus came to Galilee proclaiming the good news of God and saying, the time is fulfilled. And the kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe the good news. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. I invite you to pray with me once more. God, as we walk through this Lenten season, for some of us there are wild spaces and places For some, they are walking through unexpected seasons. We ask that whatever place in the journey of faith that we each find you on, be it on a mountaintop, be it in a valley, be it in an unknown, that we would feel your spirit ever so close. That at the end of these 40 days, we would know that we have drawn closer to you and deeper in your heart, we humbly ask. Amen. If I were to ask you, where in your life are the wild things, what would you answer? Some of you are like me and that you, you have wild things living in your house right now. <laughs> Eating all your food, creating piles of dirty laundry, and making day-to-day life absolutely wild and wonderful. And others of you in this season are encountering wild things at work. Or on the road when you're driving. I was leaving Creekside this week one day and the person in front of me for whatever reason was having trouble turning out and like three cars back somebody just laid on their horn and I was like oh Jesus that person needs some help today. (laughs) We're getting that upset and we're just in the car line and this morning they need some grace. Help them Jesus. Maybe some of you are the wild thing right now. And for others, there are wild things in your heart and in your mind and in your spirit that you are dealing with right now. Lent is a time to look at those places of wilderness in your own heart and mind and journey of faith and think, what am I being called to do in this wilderness? For some of you, the answer honestly may be, Nothing. It may be your time to just sit and watch and wait and to trust. Perhaps you are being called to something else. Perhaps what is most needed for you is a time to just stop and rest and to take a beat. For others, it may be to look at the wild thing head on and to make a plan and to make a change. For some of you, Lent is a chance to tangle with some deep part of the wilderness in you. 
Perhaps you are abstaining for something during this holy season. Others of you may be adding in a spiritual discipline. Which, by the way, it is not too late to start. We still have those books and we still have that devotional series. You can jump right in or you can do something else if you are being led that way. Lent officially began for us this past week on Ash Wednesday when we were marked by the cross on our forehead. And it stretches for 40 days, not including Sundays. Because Sundays are meant to be little Easter's. They're meant to be a break even in a time like this. To get a little bit of light, to get a little bit of hope, to get a little bit of grace along the journey. Whatever practice or pathway that you choose or that chooses you, it is meant to prepare you to receive the fullness of Easter. So that when Easter comes, you are ready for it. You get it. Your heart, your mind, your spirit are in line. Lent is a chance to dust away the cobwebs in your soul. It is an opportunity to let loose of that which separates you from God and to embrace more fully that which brings you closer. Those practices, those thoughts, those habits that you know help get you more in line with God's heart in your life. The point of Lent is not to suffer. It's not to give up something just to give it up. But the point is to grow in love, to grow in grace, to grow in your understanding and your love of God. When we look at the Bible, numbers are often very symbolic. Numbers are meant to connect us to the heart of God's faithfulness and provision. So when we talk about Lent being 40 days, that's just not a number that was casually taken. The number 40 is reminiscent of many, many holy things in the Bible. The Israelites wandered around in the desert for 40 years. It rained on the ark with Noah for 40 days. They were stuck in that boat with all those animals. 40 is symbolic of a long time of a time long enough for a spiritual process to go all the way through. It's also, though, a time that has a beginning, a middle, and an end. Today's gospel reading was quite scandalous in the early church. We don't quite get it. It is an action-packed sequence where there's a whole lot that happens really quickly. But what you need to know about this was, and Katie touched on this a little bit with the kids Baptism was associated with taking away one's sin, particularly in early Christian church. It was what you did to erase guilt, to take away the negative in one's life. And Jesus was largely thought to be sinless. So if Jesus was sinless, why would he have to be baptized? This was something that early Christians struggled to explain. It stumped early theologians for generations. But the consensus was that Jesus was not baptized to remove sin, but to identify instead with the human beings that he so loved and ministered to and shared life with. And if that meant climbing into the same river and sharing the ritual that meant so much to them, so be it. That's where he would go. There was nowhere that people went that Jesus would not go. And so as the story unfolds, we see this time and time again in the stories in the gospel where the people go, Jesus goes. If there's a parade, Jesus is going. 
If the people are in the temple, Jesus is going. If the people are at a party, he is going. Where the people go, Jesus will be found in fields, in parties, on the roads, in the temple, because that's where Jesus is going to be. The same spirit of Jesus goes with us into the places that we go throughout our week as well. When we go across fields, when we go to parties, when we go to dinner, when we go down roads and we come to church, Jesus meets you there. Jesus meets you in whatever wilderness you find yourself in this season and invites you to consider where are you being led to go in this Lenten season? What do you need to let go of in this season? What are you being called to embrace? What are you being called to make space for? After the baptism in the scripture today, the gospel story picks up lightning speed and it keeps up this pace for a while as we walk through Lent. A lot happens between now and the cross. At the baptism, we are reminded that the heavens open up, literally, and God claims Jesus in this moment and says, You are my son, the beloved And with you, I am well pleased. And then, bam, the Spirit takes him and drives him away into the wilderness. The Spirit takes him away from the crowd, away from all the people that were gathered, away from his friends, away from the disciples. But instead, he gets to hang out with Satan and wild beasts. And it says that there's some angels there, too. So he has company, but it's pretty colorful company. And then it says, after all that tempting and all that testing, the angels were there to comfort him. Maybe that's the pathway for us in this season of Lent as well. There will be moments of connection and care, blessing and affirmation, time spent with the angels among us. But for some of us, there will be temptation as well. There will be moments when we have to face down evil in the world around us, disappointment, hardship, challenge. And perhaps if we are fully honest, some of us will have to face those within ourselves as well. And in those moments, choose good, choose peace, choose God. At the same lightning speed in this story, we see John is now arrested and a spiritual baton is passed from John's ministry to his cousin Jesus. And Jesus picks up the mantle of authority that he is going to wear as he begins this teaching and preaching in this walk towards the cross. It is time. And he preaches the same message over and over again. There was not much novelty in Jesus' preaching. There was not much variety in Jesus' preaching. The message that he says here, if you read the gospel closely, he's going to say again and again and again, the kingdom of God is near. The kingdom of God is near. Time is changing. History is changing. The spiritual journey is changing. Heaven is not up here and you are here. Time is not past, present, future. Something is changing and it began in Jesus' life and ministry. He says the kingdom of God is near, not far away, not something you're going to get to when you die, only near 
near and present near. The kingdom of God is near. Repent and believe the good news. Don't just listen to it, but believe it. Believe it. Know that it's something true for you. When is the last time that you felt in your bones the kingdom of God was close? When's the last time the hair on your arm stood up? When was the last time that you felt like something is changing in me? John Wesley would say, my heart was being strangely warmed. When was the last time that you heard it and you got it? When was the last time you truly felt the kingdom of God is near? Can you feel it? Can you smell it? Can you taste it? Can you see it? And if not, can that be part of your prayer this Lenten season? God, your scripture says that the kingdom of God is near. I want to feel it. I want to see it. I want to smell it. I want to hear it. In this Lenten season, can you show me that you are near, that the kingdom of God is truly close? I have seen the kingdom of God come a little bit closer to Epworth this week. This has been a particularly active week for us. We have people more than usual here all of this week. I can't begin to tell you all the pastoral care conversations that have unfolded. You may have noticed in the backyard, we've got a little bit new set up there. We've had the junior high lacrosse team is here. We have 50 to 60 kids here and their families three days a week. We've had children on the property. We've had their parents and siblings here. Ash Wednesday, we were down the road at our historic campus and we worshiped with area Catholics and Anglicans as we came together to begin this holy season. We hosted the funeral of a former member here on Friday. If part of the journey of Lent is to walk into wilderness, if part of the journey of Lent is to walk through wilderness and to grow in love, we have been a faithful church family this week in opening up our fields to over 50 families and their children, to worshiping across denominational lines, with our brothers and sisters in faith uniting in what is most true and holy and good and in providing hospitality to our community. Jesus seeks to walk with each of you. Jesus seeks to walk with each of us in this holy season and speaks to our personal and collective heart and soul. The kingdom of God is here. The kingdom of God is now. The time is filled. Repent and believe the good news is for you and upon you and here with you in this Lenten season. In the name of the one who is the creator and the redeemer and the sustainer. Amen.